down, they just think they are. Never little wanna be gangster trying to play hard. <gasps> off what's going on guys welcome to the jc shaw motorsports podcast episode six speaking out part two uh i'm jane katasi driver of the number 11 outlaw late model sportsman late model and super late model and to my left i got chris milligan retired yeah retired for now for now we'll, we'll say retired for now yeah unfortunately harl schaefer cannot be here with us tonight uh he's got something going on he's sick or something i believe so playing hooky playing hooky <laughs> Shower before I came over. I didn't want to sit back. Nah. <laughs> Not horrible, so. But today's podcast, uh, we're going to be speaking out. Uh, this is part two of the podcast we did on Friday, I believe. A couple, was about a week ago now? Something like that. Something like that, yeah. So that blew up. Um, we have quite a few people starting to kind of get the idea of what we need to do. Uh, we just need to get it out there a little bit more, so. Uh, Chris, uh, give us a little bit of a background on yourself. Um, you're new to this whole podcast theme with us. So. Yeah, I'm just sitting here watching you do your little thing, and that was that was pretty impressive. Um, I feel really dumb at 43. And Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm, I'm sitting here at 43 going, now I know how my parents felt. But, uh, no, I've been racing since uh, about 2006. I don't know. I'd have to call Dave. He, Dave or Matt, they'd be one of them to tell me exactly when. We started in Thunder Cars racing side then. Um, started young with a family, 20 years old when I started my family, and then got into racing, and nobody in my family ever raced. So, I mean, this was all new to me. Uh, a buddy of mine, I got out there, and I was helping him with his cars, and I kept trying to tell him what to do. And I'm like, man, this is what I see. You need to do it. No, if you think you're so good, hop in a car and come out here and race. So, uh, a buddy of mine, Eric Bidwell, was racing at the time, and he's like, Ah, you, you keep running your mouth. He goes, why don't you suit up and hop in the car and go out? He's running Sportsman's of South Bend, mm-hmm. which was street stocks back then. I got out there on the track, dude. I ran that race, or ran out there on that track in hot laps, and I thought I set the world on fire. Until I rolled in, and they told me I ran a 17-second lap. Far cry from what we're running now. A little bit. <laughs> uh, Thunder cars back then were fast guys. We were 15 seconds. And took two seasons to get there, but we got a fast car. I mean, got to race with guys like Rich Bull back then, or Rick Bull back in the day. I mean, yep. just things that legacies that I'm like, man, I finally got to race with these guys. But it came to a point, a lot of the same crap going on now that was going on then, just in a different format. You know, I was getting to the point of just guys having no respect for each other, and I was one of those guys, but I was so mm-hmm. angry that I had to walk away. Oh, fast forward, I got away from it. My my cousin got married out at South Bend, and I hadn't been to the track since I quit racing. I mean, I've already sold a few. Um, I think I went back once or twice under a friend. Hadn't been back, and my cousin got married out there. And my other cousin was racing sportsman late models at the time, and I got the itch again and didn't tell my wife. Worked with Ronnie Maynard and bought a car from him, and 
I made her a great guy, by the way. Showed up at my house, and my wife didn't speak to me with it for a week. <laughs> <laughs> but got involved, and, and that was COVID when I came back. And man, I couldn't tell you how great it felt to be involved back in the track again, doing something again, and the way Vern and Kevin and Tony and everybody mm-hmm. treated us, man, it just, there was so much respect for so many different drivers out there. I'm like, wow, it has really changed. I'm glad to be back. And this year, you know, it just it kind of became a crap show for me. Uh, yep. We had a lot of sponsor trouble this year. Uh, a lot of handling issues. Jumped out while late models because that's always been my passion. I wanted to get into that. I just could, could not find the handling on the car. Guys just couldn't get the help that we needed and got the opportunity to jump into a modified and – and I'll tell you what, I put the car back together two races in a row. Oh, man. And I just didn't see the reason to spend the money anymore. So I'm walking No, I don't away. blame you. I'm almost at the same point with you. But I'm walking away because, not because I can't afford to race. I'm walking away because I'm never going to find my speed. I'm mm-hmm. never going to find a way to put the car, make the car faster if I got to put it together every week. You know, we got guys that tweak things and turn around and they go do something totally different. I mean, I don't mean necessarily at our local tracks here. It could be. Kalamazoo, it could be Angola. I watch this in people's videos. Yep. I'm watching live streams and guys watching my friends run get tore up for no reason. It's why do we keep doing this? I don't know. It's not the brightest thing in the box, in my opinion. Uh, it's ruining our short track racing up here in the Midwest. I agree. I, I mean, agree. I mean, look at the car counts from a couple of years ago. I mean, yeah, it's probably a little more affordable than what it is now. Speed tires were more deplorable, but you weren't running 900-horsepower motors. Mm-hmm. You weren't spending $40,000 no. to make 1000 bucks. No. I mean, a lot of the racers that from a couple of years ago are still around. I'd say about 90% of them. Yeah. I mean, they're all going to different tracks now. They're not running at a set-in-stone track no more because of favoritism and the lack of respect. I agree 100%. I agree 100%. I, and unfortunately for me, I get it from both sides. Yeah, you so, do. I mean, you worked at the tracks before, and race, you were I a worked. driver. Yeah. So, you know. And so you see both sides of everything. I mean, I see the good sides of drivers. I see the bad sides of drivers. I mean, I, mean, I may have called you a douchebag one night, but I was upset. <laughs> we might have almost gone rounds there, but at the same time, I'm yelling at you, telling you, hey, I'm just doing what I'm told. Yeah, I love you, definitely. Death, but man, I'm like, I'm sitting here. <laughs> hey, look at us now. You say this one more time. This is our I'm bonding like, moment. <laughs> <laughs> I, I sat there and I'm like, the whole time I'm quiet and biting. And I'm like, dude, you call me a douchebag again, and I'm gonna drop you in front of everybody. <laughs> and I understand what you were up to, but you know, and it was like you were trying to explain to me. It's like, hey, this is what the fans see. You know, it's like people don't realize the guff that racetracks workers take. From an angry driver, how much no. just let it go? I mean, with you saying it from your point of view, I can see kind of. I kind of got an idea of what you guys are talking about now. I guess in a long run, I'm gonna tell you. I, I mean, would I take back what I said? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you did that night. I mean, we hugged it out and it was all cool. But you know what? I think back and I'm going, man. As a driver, I've gone off on the track workers too. Mm-hmm. I, Brandon Barb Connect head of track safety at Southman and Plymouth. I've yelled at him multiple times. My best yeah. friend Bobby Allwine, I've yelled at him multiple. I mean, yeah, there will always be those moments and for it's sure. Just, it's just pure anger. But, man, I'll tell you what. I spent a season sitting in that driver's seat again, being that outlaw eight miles, mm-hmm. watching guys do things that 
they yell at that guy. Chopping noses, running you rough, pushing you up, shoving you down. Junking you. You know, and for what? We're racing for 2000 bucks. Yeah. It's we got even, you know, $50,000 race cars out here and we're racing for two grand and we're wrecking each other for it. You know, it, for what point? You know, I watched, I watched it's the like, live stream. It's like a kid beating up a pinata and freaking just diving for the candy when the candy falls out. Yeah. You know, and it goes back to the same time again. Now, this year I was fortunate. I didn't really, my outlaw never got tore up. I just got frustrated and gave up on it. And when I got the opportunity to jump into the modified, I think it was the greatest thing I ever mm-hmm. hopped into. It was so much fun. Yeah, we saw we saw the old Chris Milligan out there. I mean, I got out there, and we led the first seven laps of that modified race, and you know, one of my friends just happened to break. Mm-hmm. I didn't see him. I mean, I couldn't see anything over coming out of turn four. And next thing I know, everybody's darting away. And, yep. And then all of a sudden, I get hit from behind so stinking hard that, I mean, I've never been hit that hard ever. And, I mean, by the time everything's all said and done, the guy missed my front tire by two inches yeah cost me over a thousand bucks to put the car back together and i bring it back for the next race and we aren't even racing and they're beating me up yeah and that's what i said hey you know what what for where's the respect why am i gonna do this you hit on something in your podcast when this all started Mm -hmm. radio shows why don't we evolve with the times and work with each other might need to speak closer to the mic just heads up i don't know if it's clipping (laughs) you know if there you go it's go to the radios. What's wrong with it? To me, I'm about safety. I changed up my stuff this year. My safety gear changed my head and neck restraint to something different, better fire suit, better helmet, better everything, because mm-hmm. I'm a huge advocate for safety. And that radio is just an extension of your safety equipment. It is. That whole deal down inside. Uh, it, it wouldn't hurt to try it out, at least. No, you know what? It wouldn't. But that whole deal when I... that that night down there in that modified race. Can't see past that wall, and our cars sit low. Uh, yeah, they we so we sit very low. I come out of that turn, and all of a sudden there's a car. And it's like my car gets wadded up because I got nowhere to go. Mm-hmm. So a radio could have saved that. And I'm gonna, I don't even need to talk to whoever's spotting for me. I just... I would like to have that. It's so hard to see out of these with these high it is. prices and everything. I mean, we got very low clearance through our windows and everything. It, you don't get much. There's not a lot you can see in these cars. I mean, you guys kind of get a good view on my videos uh, when I upload oh, I, those. But. Honestly, I think your your in car stuff you see people see more than what we see. Yeah, I, I still agree with that. They see more because the angle on that camera mm-hmm. shows more. I'm sitting there in that car with my old head and neck restraint. My field of vision is five degrees. I can turn, but I can't see out my window. No, you can't see to your right. So I got guys yelling at me, going, "You need to move up the track, go all the way out to the wall." Well, I swear to God, I hear a guy in my, and I hear a guy beside me, so I'm going to give him the room. I can't see over there. Yeah, but there's realistically nobody there. We don't have mirrors, but if I had a spotter, say, "Hey, run your line." Nobody's mm-hmm. there. Hey, you got a guy that's faster. Leaders are coming. Slow down, move over. Okay. So what? I'm racing for the lead, and Jaden comes up behind me, and they're like, hey, he's going to try you here. Okay, I'm going to move down on you. I'm going to try and block your last move. We Basically, at 12 seconds a lap? We don't got enough time to do that. It ain't happening. It ain't I mean, happening. the best thing you're going to be able to do is come off the turn low 
and stay low and defend the line like you're on a road course. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, and that's racing. In my opinion, that's racing. And, you know, yeah. I mean, I've watched it. We talked about this earlier. Kenny Esmont race last year. I won it. No spotters, no radios, right? You don't have spotters in radio. Only thing I had was I just happened to look up into turn one and a good friend of mine happened to be sitting there telling me, hey, this guy's going to dive under you and move down. Yep. So anybody that thinks that we don't have spotters out there, there's always somebody helping us from the outside in. Yep. With hand signals, spotting sticks, or whatever. You, you know, and honest to God, even street stocks at South Bend are going way too fast. Yeah. Street stocks are carrying what, 13s? It's um, low 13s, isn't it? Yeah, there's a couple guys out there. I think it's 13 O's, 12 nines. names out there, yeah. but we know who the fast guys are. Oh, yeah, we do. And those boys, not only are they freaking wheelmen, they can they can drive like nothing else, but, man, realistically, I mean, those guys are floating, and that's what we're trying to catch. Mm-hmm. You and that outlaw, I wasn't going to catch you. You're, you're floating. Even when I'm on the outside looking in, I can tell when you're fast yep but again it's happening so quick and some of these guys can drive in harder than others and your spotter can see that we can't see that we don't have mirrors so i mean we're old school we run carburetors we run gen one chevy small blocks i mean we're not moving into the ls we're not moving into the fuel injection we're not you know that creates its own drive Mm -hmm. and it creates its own money it does when I spend twenty five grand on that street stock motor that I've got, and I can spend less, go to the junkyard, buy a, a cast iron LS block, and make a thousand horsepower off its stock bottom end, you're saving money. Yeah, by a lot. You know, and that's unfortunately, I think with with what's going on in our sport now, the cost is starting to kill everything. So why not put a radio in there that might prevent a guy from tearing up a forty, fifty, sixty thousand dollar car? wreck with Brian at Plymouth. Yep. You didn't really know that he was there. No. You tried to push up and you guys got in the wall. It was it was insane. I mean, I even I even know I looked up. You can see it on the GoPro footage. I looked up coming off four. I didn't see him. Yeah. And you know what? Your dad could have been there and gone, hey, car to your outside. And that would have avoided a whole entire mess. Yeah. Now you've got another clip on your car for what second time that season this season? Yeah, second time. Poor Brian had his (laughs) (laughs) we put brian to work this year (laughs) hey no better guy man that's a great family there Mm -hmm. but you know a radio could have avoided it yep i mean like we said before in the slide in the last podcast radios aren't going to fix everything they're still going to be wrecks but it's going to clean it up a lot more and it's going to make the show run a lot more smooth you're going to have blocking yeah and it's going to be very obvious to the track to the officials Mm -hmm. so make a rule hey police it and it's not hard. going to police itself because an idiot's going to go out there and he's going to flip the wheel and he's oh. going to block. Yeah, and he's going to end up getting shipped. He's either going to get shipped or the track can see that he's aggressively driving. And mm-hmm. Come on, man. When is the time? Tracks need all tracks around. I mean, I'm not going to pinpoint. No, every team. track is stubborn right now. We need Nobody to, wants to work with the drivers. We need to deal with aggressive driving at all of our local tracks. I agree. I see it too much in live streams and Man, I mean, I might work for two of them here in town when I do work for, you know, and it is what it is, and we try to be as fair. And I will say that a lot of the calls at our local track is, are as fair as we can possibly make them. Yeah, definitely. And we try, and that's coming from the infield. I said, now, what you guys deal with with owners outside of there, that's between you guys. I mean, that's not my place. I'm just there for my racing. 
you know, my racing family. Yep. My friends, I want to watch them, and I want to be there to help when I need the help. Man, I've watched other tracks not to be named and seen the guff that they take on Facebook from friends of mine that how they were treated at the track, and it makes me wonder, why Why would you even go back? I wouldn't. I mean, I don't care if it's a $10,000, I mean, $20,000 You see winner. track owners start bashing on their fans. Yep. That's I mean, pathetic. I see it all the time, and it's and it's. I tell you, I mean, it's so childish. It makes you look so bad doing that. And I mean, I understand again when it comes. I see it, Facebook. I see it all the time, but I also see it from the inside or from the outside in and the inside out. I see what the track loses every week, mm-hmm. money wise, when a fan doesn't show up. You know, when people leave. What causes our fans to leave? Why does a person not want to come watch Jaden race anymore? You know, is it because so and so driver ran you completely rough and and they get away with it every week? Hey, they're not going to take the money anymore. Mm-mm. So when do we say enough's enough? When do we set a set a standard? And Short think, track racing can be great. I think this the Midwest, especially here, we have some of the greatest tracks in our area. I mean, we got freaking tracks like Winchester, and there's still stuff that goes on down there. But if we set a precedent and say, hey, you know what? You come to my track, you're going to race with respect. Mm-hmm. So what? I had to ship this guy out, and he brings 75 people a night. But how many cars is it costing you because this guy is aggressively rough? You're putting cars out every week because of him. Yeah. I mean, Multiple, they back. could be. I'm, I'm done. I'm selling my race cars. I'm, I'm not saying I'm selling them anymore. They're gone. Yeah, yours are gone. Mine are for sale. Well, if if well, stuff ends up selling, then hey, but I'm not know, running. You, you, you don't feel I happen in that seat. I still have my fire suit and helmet and all that. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, I mean, I've got Might work some out. <laughs> I've got some really good friends, and, you know, you're one of them. But I've got some good friends that have already contacted me and said, hey, you know, come down and work on my car. Mm-hmm. I'd love to have you apart. And I think yeah, like if you if we're at the track and you want to come over and help out, more than glad to have you over. And I'll be there. If I'm there, I mean, honestly, I'm going to spend a little time away from the track this year. I don't blame you. You know, my wife and I, she has sacrificed a lot. And that's another thing nobody realizes. How much did your family sacrifice? Yeah. My wife went to bed many, many nights without me because I was still in the shop working on the car. Mm-hmm. Past the time my kid would go to bed. He'd be out there working from the time he got home from school time he went to bed you know we take away from our families and people don't realize and it just when does all the time that you and i put into our cars become too much exactly when does it take away when i mean do we you you got to that point you know and i never wanted to i wanted no. to keep racing i mean don't get me wrong my my idea was is hey i was going to sell this car and i was honestly i was thinking about going back street stock racing but a friend of mine bought everything he made an offer i couldn't pass up so hey you know what it's time to let it go. And yep. Instead, I'm going to sit back and I'm going to watch my friends run. But, uh, I wouldn't mind taking a trip with you down down south, man. That, watching your podcast from that and watching the race, holy cow, that just was like a yeah, lot Yeah, when do you see the class of field down there and the way everybody's treated? You are going to, if you come down one time, you're going to crap your pants. My biggest thing comes back to it's a respect thing. Mm-hmm. Make it respectable. You know, let's, if I'm doing wrong, park me. Yeah, exactly. But don't say, hey, well, this guy brings this many people in. It, it can't be that way. And no. I mean, and that goes for. That just goes into favoritism. That goes for, what do we got? We got like six tracks just here within 
two hours of each other? I think so, yeah. We got a lot of asphalt short tracks around us. And I could watch video any night from Anderson or Kalamazoo or Angola, South Bend, Plymouth, or, uh, M40, New Paris. You know, there's a track in the area I think is going to be a precedent setter. Mm-hmm. And we need to get one of them to be at least. And the family is, they're phenomenal. And I mean, I'm not going to take away because I've watched this, watched the families here. They do such a great job and they try. Mm-hmm. But there becomes a point where the love gets lost to them as well. Exactly, yeah. Because not only are they putting in the time that we put in, they're putting in more. They're they're putting every penny they have into something because mm-hmm. they love the sport. They love the drivers. But the respect isn't the same back. No, not at all. Not one bit. You know, I mean, when I'm getting my car tore up every week and I cannot find speed because I'm spending too much time. Dude, Wayne Automotive, they love me. <laughs> You're telling you. me. Man. Holy they, crap. They should have just parked the semis. Uh, literally. Because, I mean. We, we would have just went to each other's houses and grabbed parts. Thankfully for you, you helped me get my one or get my modified back out yeah. this year. You we gave me. you some sheet metal and stuff. You know, helped me get that back out. And just absolutely great, you know. But that's what friendships and teamwork's about. That's what sportsmanship's about. That's exactly. Not when you're going to drive through the field to show off, but when you're driving through the field, that there, that can be taken two different ways. Now, you drive through the field to get to the front, or you can drive through the field mm-hmm. to get to the front. And them guys two different that, ways that of we're saying that. through the field, literally, to get to the front, it's got to stop. Because there's guys like me that just And say, those people you know, know who they are. Yeah. There's guys like me that just finally say, I've had enough, and one of two things is going to happen. I'm going to have enough of it, and I'm going to send you. Mm-hmm. I, I've been very close to doing that a lot lately. Or I'm going to have enough of it, and I'm going to send everything. And I mean, I had enough of it. I sent everything. So, you know, it's time. There's so much time for something to change. I mean, don't you guys love your racing? Don't you love your short tracks? When's it time to work together? Why can't we go back to COVID, dude? Yeah, no doubt. Everybody worked together then, and it w- it was great. It was the best. I think Look at the c- ever been. the car counts everywhere were insane. They were hitting 150 plus. Yeah. Indiana tracks, poor Michigan tracks took the beating on that one. <clears throat> sorry yeah, for you guys, very sorry for you guys. But I mean, I raced with drivers that I probably would have never raced with. Mm-hmm. And they were some of the nicest people in the world. And then I go watch live streams from their tracks, and I'm going, Why would I ever take my car there? Look at the way they treat each other. Exactly. Am I like, and. Okay, that's what's killing short track racing. Why would I take my car there? Look how they're – I'm not going to support your track. You don't enforce your rules. You guys no, and then you start run. losing fans off of it too because the fans don't like that kind of – especially the old timers. Yep. The old timers don't like that racing. And then guess what happens? There's a for sale, for sale sign sitting on it out front just like South Bend, and everybody's angry. Yep, and we're probably not going to see South Bend for much longer too. Hey, there's, we can always hold out hope. I got my, I cut I'd my like teeth to hold out hope. I cut my teeth on that. That's track. my childhood. I mean, I, I mean, look at Mottville. Mottville's going too. Yeah, yeah. We just lost just Rockford. Lost Rockford. I mean, dude, that's that's three tracks in less than a year. You know, thank God for the Russell family grabbing on to M40. No doubt. Yeah. I I think that they're going to do great things. I really think that they're going to be. If there's anybody that's gonna gonna try and work with all the tracks, I honestly I think it's them. I honestly because. They're racers. They I could see them and New Paris teaming up. 
Yeah, I know that they just did a, a points fund up there at Kalamazoo. So, I mean, I, I haven't really looked into it too much because mm-hmm. I'm not in a racing community like that anymore. But I'm like, you know. Well, that's for points fund. That's pretty awesome. I remember when, dude, when I could come race South Bend on a Friday night, New Paris on a Saturday. I remember those nights, Sunday. yeah. I was and young, but I still remember those. But my cars, our cars fit each other's rules really, really close. I mean, a South Bend Sportsman and New Paris Street Stock, it was a spoiler. Take your spoiler off and go run. Yeah, th- that's a piece of cake. You know, I mean. That's that's what, back then a few rivets? Was, <laughs> yeah, back then it wasn't that big a deal. It didn't upset the handling on the car so much. Yeah, nowadays they can do a lot. You take the spoiler off of a street stock now, and dude, that <laughs> down everything. But we're going yeah. too fast. We're going too fast. I mean, well, again, another reason for your. You might need to talk a little closer to the mic or bring closer to you. Okay. I just got text saying people can't hear you. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, but yeah, I mean, what happened at Friday, Saturday, Sunday racing? I mean, you think it sounds stupid, man? We would go to race on a Sunday at Plymouth, and honest to God, we were out of there. Six, seven o'clock at night, and yeah. 400, 500 people in the stands. It was good. It was a good fan count. It was fun. And, I mean, I want to see all of our tracks like that again. Mm-hmm. I mean, I want to see Sowers. I want to see them successful down here at Plymouth. Uh, I'm going to miss South Bend. I really am. But I've worked at it for so long, I understand why the decisions have to be made. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean. Being a business owner, I can see. And. And I do, too. I, I mean, I own a business. Him. No, you can't. I don't fault them at all. I mean, but at the same time, you know, sometimes you got to know when to cut your losses. And the man, is, he's giving opportunities. You know, simple thing. It's been said many, many times. Hey, you know, you can buy that track. So, hey, you know, instead of being the problem, help him find somebody that wants to buy the track and bring it back. Yeah, I really wish Randy would have got his hands on that place. That would have been interesting. It would have been really cool to see what that place would have turned into. You know, there's somebody out there that's got the love. Somebody out there has got to have the love. I mean, look at the local racers that have cut their teeth <clears throat> and gone on to NASCAR. Uh, you know, I mean, you've had guys like Ryan Newman that have raced there. I mean, that wasn't Ryan's home track. Plymouth was. Yeah. You know, but you had guys like Ryan and David Stremme and, and all these guys. Yarborough's I mean, a good oh, name yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Mark Martin. Yeah, there's so much history. Dylan Chassis, I mean, yeah. right here right here in North Liberty. I mean, they went on to IROC series. Mm-hmm. I Those mean, were the IROC cars. You know, I mean, look at the history that we got here. But when we're angry and aggressive and disrespectful, Disrespectful to the track owners. The police stuff, too. Yeah, you know, that, that, like you said in your last podcast, that could be a discussion all the way around. Yeah. I mean, teching at different tracks is, there is no set standard. No. And I mean, and I will never call out any of the guys that do it because I understand what they go through. But, man, I'll tell you what, it's, there's so much that, one person can't do it, and you can't get people that want to volunteer and help. No. You know, Nobody I know, wants to get yelled at. <laughs> I know track safety, dude. I work track safety, and we get yelled at because we're not moving fast enough by people in the stands. But, man, if you only knew what we got to go through to make sure guys like him are safe, mm-hmm. an engine blows up and oils down that track at 12 no, seconds. We're not here to run a freaking night of destruction. <laughs> at 12 seconds a lap on a slick tire, and you hit a patch of oil that oh, I didn't it's get. Gonna hurt. It hurts. It hurts. So, but. Dude, there's so many things that so many people could have so many different ideas. You could have the ideas. I could have the ideas. But 
respect, like you said, unless we all learn how to work together, we aren't going to have places to run no more. No, it's going to go downhill very fast. But Yeah, I mean, I just, I want to see things succeed. And there's so many drivers out there that will give so much respect. And, man, they just get crapped on every mm-hmm. freaking week. It's just, man, I mean, kudos to you all for hanging in there and keep going. You yeah. Know, I will I will sit back and be the guy that's angry in the pits now when the guy's car that I'm working on. I mean, I want to be one of them guys that wants to box for a change instead of being the guy breaking it all up. There's been a few moments where I've wanted to do that. I thought you were going to try and kill me when you wanted to go talk to Brian, and I was nah, told, don't I, let him down there. <laughs> You're a little bigger than me, Jaden. A little bit. <laughs> It's like I'm a little old to be fighting this young kid. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, you really don't want to mess with me next year. I'm going to the gym. <laughs> Joke's on you. I got a gym membership. Oh, shoot. <laughs> Dude, I move wrong and my knee gives out. That's all you got to know. <laughs> my kid always threatens to go for break, the knee. I just got to break your ankle. Uh, Lucas will tell you just go for his knees. Go for his knees. Nah, man, I just, I've beat myself up over the years. and Man, it's... The cars just beat me up too much anymore, so I'd rather work on them. Yeah, I keep trying to get Dad in a car, and he can't. It's too hard on his back and stuff nowadays, and especially with how if I wanted him to race South Bend with how rough that place was. Oh. That oh. place is like driving a freaking go-kart around there, but you got shocks too. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, what shocks? I mean, I got bumps on my car. And yeah, I guess that's true. We run bumps, so. You no, know, we need a tire that, that actually has some give in it like the old, man, you didn't get a chance to have a run on the old 980s. No, I did not. Take your F70s and and make them into a sticky tire that just gripped. That track was no amazing, kidding. dude. Oh, I don't even want to get going on the whole tire story. <laughs> but, man, I'll tell you what. There's tires out there. And let's face it. I mean, you and I were texting this week. Uh, gambler, or not gambler, uh, showdown races. These these big races that guys are running the 35-45s. And mm-hmm. I didn't even. be running those freaking tires on a end-of-the-year show, nor weekly. You know what? The equalizer. They're too expensive. You want to make it so a guy like me, like, I'll park my car because, I mean, I'm not as fast as you, and I know I'm not as fast as you. So why am I going to go spend $800 on a set of tires that, mm-hmm. if I don't make the race, might only have 30 laps on them? And I can't run them again at the next race, so what do I need them for? Exactly. I'll save my 800 bucks and go buy another set of F70s so I can go run the next two, three weeks, at, you know, for a points night. And, but I've had a lot of friends say, hey, let's make an equalizer. We can't compete with the big name guys. We can't compete with the money guys, the guys that live and breathe this stuff. I've got exactly. a day job, man. I, I got to work my day job. So, and I get, why not? I, I'm lucky that I have my own graphics business and I can go down to the shop if I'm needed. Which you do great work, by the way. Thanks, I, will I give appreciate you that. it. <laughs> Melissa, don't kill me. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, now you're starting trouble. Uh, you know what? But she's another one that's awesome, though. I mean, she she's is. great. I know you guys work together work, on yeah. times. And, uh, you know, I've, I've said it a million times. I'm going to go with who I have to go with at that time. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, sometimes it just becomes a necessity. But Yeah, you know, definitely. You know, and I got going with her before, I think, before you even really started. And it's like, Yeah, I started... Uh, what was that? Twenty late twenty twenty one. Yeah, so I really started getting into she race did car my, graphics. She did my first car, and I don't even remember who talked me into going to her. Because man, my a buddy of mine owns another graphic shop, and you know, over in Mishawaka, his whole family's done graphics for years. Mm-hmm. So it's like, 
God, I hate it because I'm torn between all my friends that have these graphic businesses. So it's like, you know. Yeah, I'm upset you don't go. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I didn't have enough cars, man. I can't split up between this many cars, you know. But, you know, I'm glad to see the, the – I'm glad to see things taken off for you. And, dude, I love – I appreciate it. I love what I see that you're doing. You know, and, I mean, there come a time and day. Who knows? I mean, I'm out for now, but I'm kind of a glutton for punishment, so – I'll bank some more money up again, and I might just throw it there, but I'd probably ask my wife before I do it this time. Cause uh, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't like being yelled at like that. <laughs> it's all right; she beats me. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> and if you've seen my wife, she's about half my size. So, but uh, no, nah, I mean, I, I, I'm not gonna lie. I mean these these people this year. I've spent more money this year putting a car back. The last two years putting a car back together. Yeah, and I can say the same thing with you. My poor street stock, it, good God, dude, it had every body panel. I finally got sick of buying body panels, and we just started pounding them out and let them. Mm-hmm. But there wasn't a straight panel on a car when I got rid of it. And it. And when you sell a car, a body is everything. Yeah. Well, luckily, I got lucky, and I just traded mine, and that's how I ended up. Yeah, that, that one worked out for you. It actually you know, went to a good friend of mine, and he's determined that he's going to find the speed in that car. And, man, him and his dad are doing a great job. He's finding speed in the car. He's been doing really, really good down at New Paris with it. Awesome. So I'm happy for him. I really am. Um, but, you know, man, drivers, learn to hold your damn lines. That's that's going to be the biggest one. That's a respect thing there on its own, not being able to hold your own line. and. Mm-hmm. Pushing guys up the track and forcing guys in the wall. I mean, God, I've watched so many cars get tore up this year by drivers that can't hold their line and then act like it was never their fault. Yep. I mean, you know there's there. You know, I can understand, you know, if I'm if I'm fast and Jaden pulls up alongside of me and we're racing for first place. We talked about this earlier. We're going to race. Oh, yeah, we're going to race. We're going to bounce off of each other. We're going to put tire marks on each other's cars. And God I mean, forbid that's one of us wreck. But – we're going to put on that show, but we're racing. But The fans would love that. I'm not they gonna, don't like seeing someone go through the field and just tear everybody's car apart. I'm not coming up Nobody's to gonna you. Nobody's going to pick and, that guy to win. I'm not, I'm, and especially in an outlaw. I'm not mm-hmm. coming up to you and giving you the front bumper because if I, if I touch you with the front bumper. You're scooped and you're spinning. You're wrecked. And, dude, twice this year to you, I watched it happen. And you guys don't understand how much that costs. I mean, racers know what that costs. Yeah. Fans, fans don't, don't understand it. These guys in the stands that love watching wrecking, man, you want to watch wrecking, go to an NOD. Because, man, for a guy like me, I'm guilty of it. I love watching wrecking, but for a guy like me, every time I wreck, my wallet has to open. And yeah. that's a week less. And that's less if we want to race. continue. That's a week, a week less than I might not race because I set a budget at the beginning of the season I run on, and that's it. We're I'm done. thankful I have a decent amount of sponsors that help me out. Yeah, yeah, you got some great sponsors there too. You really yeah. do. That R and B car company, though, man. I, I'd, I'd have a talk with him. You need more money out of that guy. Should have drove the. Uh, He's the one who lets me drive the car. I just maintain it and pay okay, for it. So enough. it's fair enough. He's a good guy. Very good guy. Your if I wreck it, I man. fix it. Your dad's a great well, man. I don't, that's for sure. Yeah. If I if I wreck it, I pay for the damages and fix it. So I thought it was daddy's money. No, everybody thinks it is. I've seen it. I know. So I, I, I can I can stand right there with you and say, yes, I know that this kid puts his money in his car. I watch it. I watch mm-hmm. it. You've seen me buy tires at the track and everything before. Fuel, all yep. that. I mean, I mean, it's just what it is. But 
Why do you want to go down south and race? The class of field down south, so much. It's a lot classier. Is a good way to put it. And don't. I mean, no. It's no offense to anybody here. No, I mean, no, not at there all. There's some great guys here that you know. I've got. I've got a friend. Like our line top that, of the field drivers up here are good. Oh yeah, I've got local guy here that I've been friends with for years. But I'll tell you right now, I blew a motor in my late model two years ago. And before I even got my car in the pits, he was sitting there with keys to his garage, told me to go get his other motor and put it in the car and come race that night. And I wouldn't Matt do it. Matt Kemp commented saying mama's money, actually. <laughs> what, Matt's got mama's money? No, he's saying I do. <laughs> I can't pick on Matt, dude. I love watching no. him race, but you know, Matt's a good dude as well. Yeah, if Matt really, if he really felt anxious to win, he would have tried a little bit harder at South Bend when I beat him. I don't know if he had anything for you. No, I don't think he did. Dude, I, my wife and I sat in the pits with your dad. I think we were all really, really impressed. <laughs> Actually, I was there with the Hoffman, uh, with, with his wife, I think it was there. Mm-hmm. And she's like, he just did that with our car. And I'm like, no, he just did that. <laughs> and I just stood here and I'm like, how the hell did you do that? I don't know. I saw the gap and I just shot for him. I didn't know how anybody drove in that field besides Matt and Zach and Troy probably, and that was it. Bro, I'll tell you right now, that the dwarf cars... Don't lie to the people. You guys have, you guys, all that, you dwarf cars, class, you guys have respect. And the big and car guys need to learn some from you guys. There's so much give and take. That whole entire group is such a blast to hang out with. Everybody likes each other and will have a good time. If they, if there's a wreck, people go up to each other and apologize and all that. You know, and I watch you guys work together to figure a problem out and make the car faster. I mean... And that's not me as a racer. I mean, that's me as a track guy coming out through the pits and seeing y'all work on each other's cars. Yeah. And you've got your few that do that in our normal classes. And, mm-hmm. man, keep up the good work because you're the ones that are going to keep leading this field. Exactly. You're, you're the ones that are going to keep racing alive. But some of you I mean, dwarf could, cars are supposed to be expanding pretty big from what I've heard over the next couple yeah, of years. Yeah, was it uh, legend? legend cars are yeah. done? A lot of those guys have gotten in touch with Eric and them, and they want to look into getting dwarfs. So that series is going to be huge within the next couple of years. Yeah, I mean, it's... They just need to have a track to race at. And you know what? I don't think they'll have an issue getting a, getting and a track to get them out there. I like what I like what Kevin's doing with Plymouth as far as, you know, he's taking his chances. I mean, uh, modifieds, they're, they're going to be given modifieds, I heard. Uh, and I mean, I can't confirm any of this because I'm not privy to this information. But just from what I heard, you know, at our driver's meeting at Showdown when I raced, Mm -hmm. and he's like, you guys have come with a big showing, and you supported us and took care of us. We're going to take care of you. So modifieds are going to be a a thing on the schedule at Plymouth next year. That's Uh, awesome. At least that's what we were told, and I really hope to see that because, man, there ain't nothing better than modifieds. Yeah, modifieds are fun to watch. Dude, you need to drive one. I plan on it. You need to drive one because I'm telling you, they go in like a street stock, come out like an outlaw. and (laughs) That's awesome. I mean, that's how what, much do they weigh? Uh, nah, I was. Now Ryan Powell's going to call me on this one. Uh, God, it's thousand pounds right side weight on the car is what has to be there. I want to say it was twenty four hundred. No shot. Lighter. I'm lighter than an outlaw. Holy crap! Actually, it might be a little less than that because my car was two hundred pounds heavy and I had no lead in my oh car. Oh my gosh! So, but it was a good car. But I mean, it is. Dude, I mean, it's you watch the outlaw guys that are going to modifieds, and mm-hmm. you know, I think you're going to see a couple of these guys. I say the modified class is pretty good up here too. 
it's great. But again, you know, you got guys down south that want to come here and our rules don't line up. But no, not I at know all. that there's guys that are being instrumental. Local driver went down south, Derek Griffin. Mm-hmm. He uh he's doing great for himself down there, but he wants to see our rules like in the Midwest and down south line up. Man, how great would it be to go race South Bend one week and turn around and go to Florida and go race next week? Yeah, no doubt. Like my wife wants to go to Disney World. Well, let's go down, you know, let's go down to Five Flags and let's go run. Let's let's go have some fun. It'd be and I don't awesome. have to change nothing. It'd be really cool. You know, there's a handful of our guys here. We need like a big sanctioning body. Dude, think about set that. rules and all that. That would be that would be the saver. That would and it would make racing fun again. It would. I mean, I am all for some on the edge of your seat racing. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Let's. How do we? How do we get our tracks to listen to us? I will say there's a way we can do it, but I'm not going to say it on the podcast. Yeah, you told me that one. Yeah, you told me that one, and I'm I'm not saying it either. I don't want to be lynched. Nope. <laughs> no, I mean, but if it happens, it happens though. <laughs> it's it comes down to it, and I mean, there are tracks around. And man, you guys are doing a great job. Keep up the great work, but just remember, man, your drivers, your drivers is what keeps you out there. Work with your drivers. I mean, there's a lot of us that want to see some changes, and man, take a chance like the on so-called votes. Let's have a driver's meeting. Hey, I, ro- I raced let's outlaws say, last year. Let's actually take a freaking vote. Yeah, I raced outlaws last year, and that was news to me. Yeah. Your podcast was the first I heard about it. Matt said, say it. <laughs> I'm not saying it. You, you go ahead and say it, Matt. Yeah, you can say it. <laughs> you know the word I'm talking about. We don't want to have to come down to that. No, I never would ever want to see that happen. No. Never would want to see it happen because it will be the killer. It would be, too. And it may get a point across to some tracks, but it would be a killer for another one. I mean, in its own way, it's already happening. It is. It really is. In its own way. And it's a shame. Look at your cars that aren't here. Mm-hmm. Look at your guys that ran out of money and said, forget it, and we're selling off. Look yeah. at your guys that are losing the love. You're still young. You got the love. But, man, I'll tell you what, after hearing about how it is down south, you ain't racing for money. No, you're not. You're racing for your name down there. I mean, mean, yeah, you'll have your big shows and stuff. I mean, like you do up here, but down there, you're in the late model stock world. You're racing for twelve hundred bucks, twelve fifty, something like that. Not a lot. And, and you're talking thirty five thousand dollar cars. Yeah, and tires are nine hundred dollars a set down here, or down there. Yeah, up I'm, here, what six fifty? Uh, it's right, like six forty for a normal set or F seventies, and then it's like almost eight hundred when you run the big shows. Is it okay? So that's why, again, why I didn't run the big shows because man, I ain't gonna make the big show. I ain't gonna make. Yeah, I looked at Tyler Rorig and I looked at him walk, working on a car one day and going, yeah, I ain't running another Grand Slams. He goes, why wouldn't you run the Grand Slam? I said, I can't even come close to competing with you. Why would I run? And kind of got a chewing from him, but you know what? He said, you don't get faster if you don't run. The man's right. He is. He's got a point there. He's right. Build some awesome shocks and all that. But at the same time, I mean, there's been trouble where I've run into it. And so it goes back to our sportsmanship. Half these other guys will just look at you and laugh. Exactly. Nobody wants to help each other. But I got my handful of guys. I've got guys that don't even race in that class that have walked up to me and said, hey, we're going to get your car faster. Let's help you. You know, and they're that, you know. There's a family of guys around here that are just some of the craziest, fast, and good drivers. And 
world-class, mm-hmm. absolutely world-class competitors that will help anyone. And those, that's what we need. That's what I remember when I got back into racing, just the way we all helped each other. Exactly. <clears throat> you know. Made a difference. Look at your and, stands. And made it fun. Look at the stands. They're we had bare bone empty. We had, and, and in COVID, we had. Sold out. It, it was packed to the freaking with, rim. Within reason. Because we had our, yeah, our with six the, foot rule. <laughs> yeah, within reason. <laughs> I had a bunch of cones that somehow ended up in my garage at home that might have might, might not have been either my wife that or my somehow were sat next to at the tracks. <laughs> you know what? But stands. I mean, dude, I, I uh, maybe we just need another round of COVID. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We don't need that. You know that one word that you weren't gonna say. Yeah, what that is word it? that you just said was worse than that word that you were gonna say. I'm just saying. <laughs> nah, we COVID. had too much COVID. I almost freaking died on uh, died from that. So I had it twice, and uh, I'm good. With I, it. I was pretty much on a deathbed. I had 105 fever for five days. Ooh. Oh, I, I my freaking brains were turning into mashed potatoes. <laughs> they were steaming. <laughs> but I'm looking at I'm looking at your screen here. Matt is just going to town, isn't he? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Matt, calm down in the chat. Oh. Getting to, you're getting a little aggressive, buddy. He might be. <laughs> he might be. No, you know, it's just, I mean, you and I have ideas, and other people have their own ideas. Oh, yeah, definitely. Let's face it. We don't see the books every week, so we don't know what they're going through. We don't no, know. not at all. We don't know what the actual cost to run a racetrack I mean, is. But yeah, no. At the same time. We need those same people that know what it costs to run a racetrack to understand work, us, you know, understand us that, Hey, you know, you give us respect. It, when like we're out if there a team racing. doesn't have a radio, we got freaking four sets. We'd be willing to share, you know, and that there again, sportsmanship. You know? Yeah. And Hey, we'd be more than happy to help people out. If they can't afford a radio, we'll let them use a set of ours or something. Yeah. And let, let's say another thing that we you know, let's say, okay, so this is going to save you in the long run. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I mean, another thing is too, if you run radios, Fans can actually buy scanners and listen to the drivers. Man, you wouldn't want to listen to the radio comments <laughs> that I'd be making. I mean, you might have to put a rule in no swearing, but that probably ain't going to happen. I mean, that's an FCC thing, but hey, yeah. you know what? NASCAR can't even police that. So no. We don't have a bleep button. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? It's As a fan, that would be kind of cool. The fans get to listen to what we're going through in that car. Oh, come on now. The fans would love that. That would be a cool way for the fans to be able to interact with the driver and crew. Yeah, I mean, but, you know, at the same time, you know, it's it doesn't need to be two-way communications. Mm -hmm. We're not pitting, so there's really no reason for a driver to talk. No. But, man, I'll tell you what, like that wreck that I had down down at Plymouth this year coming out of turn four, you know, Pressler broke. He passed me, and two laps later, I'm coming out of turn four. I can't see over the wall. Exactly, yeah. And he's there, and the guys that are avoiding him already are starting to wreck. And I lift it, and, man, I just get completely drove through. Yep. But I think. A radio would have saved you there. I think a radio would have been, you know, even if. That would have saved a lot of people. Even if it was my kid going, hey, Dad, there's a car. Car car slow on the bottom. bottom, Move up. Mm -hmm. Or have caution coming out of that turn. I don't want it because I want to block you. I want it because I don't want my stuff tore up. So I'm thinking, hey, you know what? If I could, if I could have a uh, 
a radio in my car where I could have a chance of saving my car. Yep. Where I can go home and say, well, we weren't that fast this week, but the car didn't get tore up. Yeah, car made it home in one piece. Let's put it back on the scales. Let's put it back on the, on the laser. Let's put get it, it back. ready for the next let's, race. Let's start looking for it. Man, Austin Maynard told me something at one time, and I've always kept it near and dear to my heart. He goes, the fastest guys on the racetrack are the ones that can read the tape measure the best. Yep. We all read a tape measure the same. We just look at that line and where it lines up just a little bit different. Mm-hmm. The guy that can the guy that can read the tape measure the best is the guy that's the fastest on that track. Exactly. And I mean, you know, he's right. He's right. We, but you can't read the tape measure when you're busy reading a tape measure, making a new door or making a new fender or, or a clip in a car. Yeah, exactly. You know, there's no time to find speed. So no, yeah. not at all. And and let's. Let's do it. Let's let, let's throw uh, let's throw another one out there. How about your tires? Yeah, tires. Holy crap! We need to go back to D eight hundred. That's my all time favorite tire. We've raced F seventies, thirty fives, forty fives, fifties. The ST threes. Those were junk. Yeah, see, I come from back in the day when your Crown Vic. We called them Thunder Cars. Tyler, there mm-hmm. you go. I'll call out your Thunder Cars. We know you'll never get them, but uh, we had radials, and I paid good money to have. My tires shaved. We looked for good tires, and I we mean, bought good tires. Front wheel drives are on what Hoosiers as well now, and they used yep. to run radio radials. Yep, the radials are well, uh, ten times cheaper than freaking Hoosier. Yep, but it was a vote to go to, and I was there when. Okay, they did so it that. was a vote. It was a vote, and they were given the option they to go to a, a real Hoosier. vote. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was. It was too. It was given the option to go to a, go to an okay, actual. Okay, that's tire. that's fine then. If there was an actual vote, and they chose, and you know, and the option's still there. You don't have to run that tire. You can no. run a radial. Yeah, but, I mean, there's flexibility there, which is awesome. You know what? That but, is really cool. You know, I put it out there at the beginning of the season, and I knew I was going to have a bad season because, hey, you know, here's how I do it. I run snow plowing in the winter time, and whatever mm-hmm. money I make, that pays for my racing th- that year. And I knew we were going to have a problem. Cobra tires came out, and I'm like, holy crap, we got a tire that wants to compete with Hoosier. Yeah, I, I remember that coming out. I've I was never like, been I, on a Cobra. I still want to try them. I, you know what? If I had a car, I would definitely go buy a set and try them. I've got a lot of friends that ran Galesburg and a couple. Uh, well, Galesburg was the one that ran it. I mm-hmm. got a lot of friends that ran up there, and they said, you know what? Anybody's got a cheap set, hit me up. And they, you know, I'm seeing things of 500 laps, guys buying one set. Of, imagine that. Dude, yeah. Could you buy one set of tires, and you're good for the season? Yeah, literally. So, You're good for – that'll probably get you half the season, I'd say, know. easily. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, I'm one to – you know, I'll get on Facebook. And, you know, with working at the track last year, I didn't tend to get on Facebook as much. But uh, I got a phone call said, hey, I want to put a set of tires on your car, and I want you to try them. <clears throat> and I wanted to go to South Bend with them because that was where I was racing for points. I wanted to see what they would yep. do there. And I'd never had an outlaw on Plymouth. I have never driven a car that fast at Plymouth. Well, these are the, this was the 60s and 70s, 60s and right? 70s. Yeah. Um, and my understanding, the reason we didn't go to it was because the 60s were too short. But, hey, I'm going to tell you, I've heard 10 different stories just like I hear 10 different stories every week. And maybe, maybe half of one story might be true. But uh, 60s, 70s, I mean, we ran, all wine would have to answer for me on this one. I want to say we ran five sessions, ran over 100 laps. And maybe a tenth of a second, maybe even Cody, wow. if you're on here, comment back, dude, how many laps did we run? But I think it was a tenth of a second was the difference. And I was right there with the other car that was fast. How many weeks could we get out of them? I don't know. We were never given the opportunity to run them again. But It'd be cool if we get the opportunity. My take was 
I had a slow car and I had a car that I could enter high with and yank it down and it would grip. It would grip. And the ruling behind it was the F seventies are a hard tire. So you're sliding and you're, you're chewing up your rights because your lefts aren't holding the car. Yep. So you put a softer tire on the lefts. Now your lefts are working just as much as your rights, but they're not wearing out as bad. But you know, the same representative called me the other day and said, man, what if I could make a harder tire and it slowed you guys down, but it lasted you four or five, six times as long. And I'm like, dude, you're asking the wrong guy. I said, I'm out of the game now. Mm -hmm. But if I was still in the game, Jaden, if, if, if you were going to run a tire and you're running 12 nines at Plymouth and it slowed you down to a 13, four, is it going to make you mad? Honestly, probably not as long as the tire is consistent. If it keeps the bracing product good and the tires consistent, and I wouldn't mind fall off in a race once the heat's built up into them. Yeah, I mean, so there's tire management involved. Yep. But if you're able to go out the next week and still be able to pull off the same lap times as a week before, yep. that, that would be the tire. Tires are expensive. Fuel's expensive. So, hey, you know yeah, how do we save? Like $10, $12 a gallon? Uh, $10.5 this year. Gosh. $10.5 a gallon. And Remember when two? it was like 8 7 I'm going to get you one better. I remember when it was $3 a gallon. Gosh, dang. I remember when it was like three, what, four bucks what are a you gallon. Freaking, what is that? 90, uh, what is that? 96? No, 93. No, nah, it was 110. 110, gosh. It was dang. still 110. I mean, my buddy Corey was going up to Bellman and buying VP Red, but uh, Torco was a big deal mm-hmm. back then. Oof, motor killers. <laughs> but uh, I mean, yeah, back when Mike. You know, back in the Mike Bird era at South Bend when I started racing, it was only like three, four bucks a gallon. Wow. I had a car I had a car that didn't even need it and I ran it because I loved the way it smelled. <laughs> I had a car that literally could have run on uh, my phone. Yeah, yep, that way. There, there went your phone. phone. All right, I don't have no signal down here anyway. <laughs> but uh no, nah, I mean it was you know, it back then it was still the same, but I mean you could buy a set of nine eighties for four hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. You roll over to Mike's, you know, get it from the tire barn at the track, roll over to Denny Nayari's place, get a set of tires, and you go out and race three, four weeks on the same set of tires. Yeah, I mean, when I was running D800s, when the year I won, oh, no, we were on 70s that year for when I won the Outlaw Championship. Um, when It was the year before. So the year I got introduced to Outlaw Lay Model Racing, we were on D800s. We bought one set, ran them for seven races. I think I, I don't think we ever bought a set after that. And so we had to go buy F70s weekly. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, the F70s, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, thank God for Rich and a couple other guys that, and even Vern that hooked me up with some takeoffs this year, or I wouldn't have been able to turn a lap this year. I think I bought two yeah. sets the entire season because oh, wow. I couldn't afford them. I mean, you know, inflation killed everything. My house payment went up. Everything went up. It's so I had to make some decisions. Inflation. But, you know, it'll all, it'll all come to a head. Hopefully. So. Fingers crossed. Yeah, yeah, in time, and I think it's coming. I, I, really I do, do too. I mean, so I mean, I don't know. I mean, I just I see, I see one person here locally that is trying to pull track owners from all around the area together, and get them to work together. And kudos to you. Oh yeah, definitely. You know, I really the tracks hope, need to work together. I really hope that this hard work that these people are putting in, and some of the new game changers, people in the in the racing industry, you know. I know that there's local guys that are willing to work with guys that are a little farther away, but man, you got to quit trying to cut each other off and steal each other's businesses. Learn to work together. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to see racing still be around. I mean, Luke's going on 16 years old, and 
you know, he's already to the point where, I mean, I'm not going to lie. He said he'd watch so much of the crap in the asphalt world that he wants to go to dirt. Dirt racing is pretty freaking cool. Never done it. A lot of people say that's dirt belongs in the field. Asphalt gives it, gets you to the dirt track, though. Yeah, this is true. And you, what did you do? Watch a Dale Earnhardt movie again? Nope. I watched it the other day. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you say that. I'm like, yep, I remember that line. But, dude, it's, it's seriously. I mean, he wants to go to dirt. Because he's, you know, he's done this yard cart nationals thing. Uh, mm-hmm. Danny Brown's taken him out there a couple times, and he's gone and run. And yeah, I got two flat carts I want to take over there. He said it is so much fun. Oh, I bet. They're racing with a whole bunch of buddies. You know, and a kid comes home, and I don't, I can't tell what nationality he is at that point. And <laughs> good Lord, the first time he came home, I looked at him. I didn't even want him to get in my truck. Oh, but gosh. I said, did you have fun? And he goes, it was the most fun, and the people were so nice. And drivers helping each other and everything awesome. else. And I'm like, now you're learning what teamwork's all about. So, yeah, you know what? We talked about it a minute ago. And it's all in respect. and It is. How do we find the respect? I and mean, look at all the kids that are getting out of the mini wedges and not even going up to another class. Dude, I don't even want to go on mini wedges. I have seen some of the craziest stuff in mini wedges. Dude, them kids race harder than anything oh, I've ever do. seen. That freaking trophy, if, you, <laughs> if Bro, you're in the way, you better watch out. <laughs> but some of the stuff that I have seen out of the parents. Oh, yeah, at, that's another thing. Not even, not even South Bend, Plymouth, when I've gone other places and watched, just you know, popped in. Man, come on, people, teaching your kids wrong. Your kids are so moldable, but you're also teaching him. And then the kids over there having fun with the kid that he just raised that the parents are fighting each other. And what for? Exactly. What for? You ain't making any money. The kid is out there smiling. You're trying to teach him, but the kids are also learning from the way you're acting, sitting in the infield there with your kid. Yeah, you're setting a representation. Yeah, you're setting an an example. So you can't say... You can't compl- you can't complain later on in life when they get into the big cars and they start they get acting run, like that. They they run somebody dirty or somebody runs them dirty and they retaliate and you're not you're not leading by example. No, time not to teach. Time to teach. I mean, I know this much. I, I I've watched some of my friends jerk their kids out of cars for acting stupid oh, and yeah. not allowed them to race. And I did. Them. I did one stupid thing in karting and my dad ripped me a new one. Ever since then, I have not done something stupid like that again. I wouldn't want to see your dad mad like that. Oh, my gosh. I, when, yep. I, whenever my dad's mad, I try to freaking just avoid him at all costs. I've never seen your dad mad. I mean, Brandon's always smiling and happy, and I've never seen him. I've you seen don't, him you don't know the dark side of him. I've seen him frustrated, <laughs> and you know what? I get the same thing with my kid when he does something he don't listen, but hey, you know. Yeah, there, there's consequences for your actions. Yep, and that's what we need to teach our kids. You know, teach your kids teamwork and, I mean, and respect. These and kids are the future of our sport that are coming up. I don't want to quit watching racing anytime soon, but you know, no. you know, we Not got jackasses in NASCAR that are setting bad examples, and NASCAR lets one guy get away with it, and the next guy, oh God, here we go. You know where we're going with this? This is favoritism. Yep. We won't even go down that rabbit hole. You, you and Parker talked about that the other night. I'm not going down that rabbit hole. Not happening. Not happening. I'm not. We, a we started digging it. I'm. I'm not a favorite. <laughs> I will tell you that. Yeah, the favoritism's big around here. Guys will think that I. I get it because I work at the track and all that. But at the no, same just time, just because you work at the track, don't mean crap. I have my understanding with the guys at the track. When I work there, I'm working. When I'm racing, I don't belong to that. Treat me just like everybody else. Exactly. Treat that's the. Like that's the way I'd want to be treated. Driver. You know, and I'm 
not gonna lie. I don't want no favoritism to go win a race. I'm not gonna lie. I've acted a fool, and I mean, yeah, we all we all Ooh. do. We all have our moments. Let's just say I don't. I, I laugh when I'm on the infield side of things, when I'm a, a worker side watching a, a promoter lay into a driver. I don't like being on the opposite side of it. Mm-mm. And I've had my fair share of those days. I've had, shoot, it happened last year, first race of the season. I was ready to kill a guy at the, on the, in the heat race because he drove over the hood of my car. And Tony come unglued on me, dude. I mean, come unglued on me through race receiver and made me feel about about that tall and took a pretty nasty wreck last year for me to wake up and mm-hmm. and realize hey you know what you're acting like an idiot out here and I scared the track guys because I wasn't screaming in the car they thought for sure I was hurt and head of track safety gets there in the car and he goes Chris you all right yeah I'm fine the look of shock on his face because I wasn't screaming at him but it was like it took that one time of being yelled at to, to, to realize, hey, I'm doing wrong. You got and that on GoPro? I want to see it. No, I didn't have it on <laughs> GoPro. Um, dude, I'll tell you what, though. I, I I felt like a GoPro. I got some really up-close looks of guys' bumpers, and that was no fun. But I know what you're saying there. I actually had a GoPro, though. <laughs> dude, I mean, it was like, I mean, I got hit. Six different cars hit me in that wreck. And it was on the start of a race, and I mean, it was, again, stupidity on the track. People playing throttle games and checking up, and leader lifted, and I don't know exactly what happened, and I had to get into brakes, and when I did, something broke in the car, and it turned towards the wall, and I clipped the wall and spun in front of the entire field from P4. Mm-hmm. Or no, I was P6, so outside third row, and it broke in, in front of 22 cars. Wow. And, dude, I got melee by... Austin Woodcox hit me a ton, bent the whole front clip on the car, and he, but there again, here's your sportsmanship. Him and his dad right over to my pits after the race, like, hey, whatever you need, if you need a clip, I've got one sitting in the field. You can exactly, have it. yeah. Let me help you get the car back together, man. That right there, that's the kind of things that we need. Work together. We man. don't, we don't get a lot of that in outlaw either. Everybody's kind of all stuck up a little bit. Yeah, no, I mean, you, you got, got your you handful. got your few, you got your few for sure. You got your handful. I mean, yeah. you know, I mean. I'd help you. You'd help me. And I mean, oh, we definitely. Have, you know, yeah, we've and, definitely helped each other. You know, there's, I mean, I'm not going to throw a bunch of names out there. Cause I mean, that's just not me. I'm not going to throw it out there and make other people seem like they're, they're not there to help. And I'm sure in their own way, you're in your own little clicks. Yeah. So clicks help each other. And you know, sooner or later, let's do away with the clicks and let's figure out how to work together. I don't see that. And I've watched this in, uh, the Hornet class this year at Plymouth. Mm-hmm. I watched a lot of guys go above and beyond helping each other. I mean, the sportsmanship's coming back there. Guys that you would never think would help each other in front-wheel drives racing over to help somebody get a car put back together so that they can make the feature. Exactly. Or, like, if you have an on-track incident and it, don't, it doesn't need to go to the next week and then you guys keep butting heads and wrecking each other, freaking give them a phone call or something. Yeah, exactly. And I wish I would have gotten a phone call from a specific guy this year. It, yeah. it would have. I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about. I had to talk with that guy too. Yeah, I would have. I'd love to talk it out with him. I mean, you know, and it's no need to go out to the next race and just start beating the crap out of each other, which we didn't do. No, you we guys. Moved, I'm, we moved on. Yeah, you moved on. You guys did great. I mean, heck, he wouldn't. You guys wouldn't come within 15 feet of each other, and you guys, when you were near each other, you gave space. Yeah, that's that's what I liked a lot. 
you know, and I mean, I could tell the right there the precedent was somewhat set. Yeah, forgive and forgive and forget. You know, hey, exactly. You know it's you got to teach. I mean, nobody I'm a not lesson. I'm not one to hold a grudge. I hate holding grudges. Yeah. I'm We're not, not going to go out there and to. teach you a lesson. It's too damn expensive to teach you a lesson. Exactly. I'd rather. I'd rather fight with you, or I'd rather sit here and we can have or, our screaming or talk and it out. Yeah, and we'll talk it out. You know, I'll pick up the phone tomorrow morning and say, "Hey, you know, I don't appreciate it. Hey, you know what? That same person sat in my shop. I mean, I didn't even get the opportunity to to talk to him because I mean, I was stuck in the hospital and I was out for a week. Yeah, it was terrible. I mean, I and I was getting pictures. I was out of town. I was getting pictures from friends that were there, and I've just dropped my head and I'm like, "Oh God, this is not going to end well." But you know what? I sat and I had to talk with that same driver, and He's a great friend of mine. But I also told him, I said, hey, you know, I said that one race when you got really, really mad because you had a problem, you went a lap down, or you went three, four, five laps down. And, yeah, I'm not fast, but you don't have to damn near tear the front of my car off every time you pass me. Mm-hmm. And I sat there, and I told him, I said, dude, I said, you know how close I came to sending you? But you didn't. But I didn't because I knew what was going to happen if I did it. Now, what those people don't realize is that I'm going to be at said driver's shop the next morning to help him put his car back together because that's just who I am. I'm going to make you spend your money, but I'm going to donate my time to help you get your car back together. Yep. That's just that's who I am, and that's what I was taught. Yep. One example I will use. So uh, three weeks before we won the championship at South Bend, I got into the back of Rich, and I spun him and ah. ended up winning the race. <laughs> I, I was pretty upset with myself. He wasn't happy with me, um, but a few days later, uh, we we called each other, and ever since then, I feel like we've had a stronger friendship because of that. Sometimes that's what it takes. Exactly. It's just I mean, yeah. showing respect for each other. I made a mistake. I owned up to it. But again, hey, guess what? Radios might have helped that a little bit. A little bit, yeah. Just saying, because... He was having a tight car that night, so he was damn near parking in the corner. But and my and car had was a rolling great. You had a, dude, you were fast in that car. Holy cow, you were really, really fast in that car. But it people don't realize how fast that happens. Oh my gosh, it's so fast. And I mean, sometimes it's intentional, but other times it's just it's your victim of circumstance. You got mm-hmm. no place to go. And I mean, again, I watched it multiple times this year with many, many classes where hey, it could have been avoided. Definitely, yeah. Give them radios. It's not going to kill your racing. It's going to police itself. That's my opinion. Yeah, if you block, if you ha- even have the time to block, you're probably getting shipped, and you deserved it. Yeah. Yep. You know, or at least at that point, you got a driver that's driving through the field. At least mm-hmm. your spotter's going to tell him, "Hey, he's going to run you rough. Just go ahead and give him the spot. You're not as fast yeah. as him. Move over. I mean, I don't want to move over. I want to make you earn it, but." If it's, Man, if you if if I know this guy, but at the same time, I don't want to. If race it's going to tear up like your that. car, it's not worth it. Yeah, exactly. And I don't want to race with a guy like that anyway. So no, I'll nobody find does. A place where I can race that I don't have to race with a guy like that. But you know, and unfortunately, we're starting to see that. Exactly. You know, guys we, don't want to race with that person. We see them start migrating to different tracks, and they stay there because they found something different that they like. You know, you get rid of that one driver, and you might have four other guys that that say, "Hey, this driver's not here anymore. We're coming back." Exactly, and it may be a closer trip to home for him. Very much so. So it makes Very it easier so. on them, too. Mm-hmm. And then you get more people in the stands because then you got family showing up as well. Truth, truth. And, you know, what? my wife and my kids don't want to come watch me. I mean, I got my ass beat in 2020 for something that wasn't even my fault. But it just happened to be victim of circumstance. I was a black car, and the car that was beaten on the kid was a black car. And Oh, shoot. I think and I remember this. That was uh, 
I got I was running. Uh, Didn't they get you mixed up with the other car? The kid that yeah, the kid that ended up swinging on me thought that I was the other car, and you know, obviously he couldn't put an extra number or take a number off and realize that the 11 car was the one that was doing it, not the 12 car. Mm-hmm. But you know what? And I turned around and I told the driver of the 11 car, I said, man, I just took your ass whooping. Just so you know, I said, I owe you one now, oh, but shoot. it was that, you know, Hey, we're, we, we've watched all this snowball derby. We're going to use the front bumper. We're going to, we're going to beat on this guy to get around him. Mm-hmm. You know, I was right there. I mean, I was nah. I take it back. I was running, uh, he was running second or third, and I think I was either racing for fourth or fifth. So I was just sitting back riding around going, man, these two are going to take each other out, and, and I'm moving up. You know, I'm, Exactly. I finally got a car that can compete. And all of a sudden, another guy got a hold of me coming out of turn four, and, and he swears up and down. It wasn't intentional. I felt like it was. But uh, I was so mad that I, uh, I spun out on the front straightaway, and I take off. Well, I didn't realize that this guy that, that was getting beat on took off to try and catch up to me because all of a sudden he's not getting beat on anymore. Mm-hmm. And he took off trying to catch up to me and I was ticked off and threw the car into uh turn one and I went to scrub the tires and apparently he was there and I shoved him in the wall. Oh, so he retaliated and just junked his car. Dude, I had that car that I got from Ronnie. That thing was heavy and he yeah. wailed the back into that car. But then after he pulled in the infield, got out of the car and he beelined as they were parking me saying that I did it intentional Dude, that kid swung on me and swung on me, and I'm going, what in the heck did I do? But I got parked that night, and mm-hmm. I didn't feel like I should have been parked. But, you know, again, that rough and aggressive driving, I was ready not to come back. Yeah, like, I wouldn't blame you. We're going to let this guy get away with it. And yeah, I'm laughing. I'm sitting here looking at your sportsman car on the screen with 11 on it. Could have been you. Exactly. I could have t- been taken <laughs> yeah, that's your the black. That's the super. That's the but, black 11 guard. But I'm like, you know, I'm like, Again, you know, his spotter could have said, hey, it wasn't that car that was beating on you. You know, mm-hmm. he's parked. That could have been one thing. Hey, we got exactly, a radio. Exactly, yeah. Could have stopped that. That would have saved that. That you saves know? a track a whole entire headache, too. But at the same time, now you got all these people that are all excited because, hey, you know, oh, he beat on that guy. He beat on that guy. Well, why are you cheering on a driver that's completely innocent getting swung on for nothing? Exactly. So, I mean, not only did I get parked for that night. I mean, I did get my apologies because, you know, people realized that it wasn't me. But that kid never apologized. He lost his opportunity to come back to the racetrack because he was being a jerk. Yep. But I know he thought I was the one that did it because I got into him in the heat race. But I also walked down to his pits right after the heat race. And I said, hey, dude, I'm sorry I got into you. I said, you know, can I give you a hand putting your car back together? And all I did was pop his bumper cover loose. And his team looked at him because, ah, we race up at so-and-so a track. We're used to this every week. Okay, you're cool to be around. Mm-hmm. And then when I got swung on, I'm like, yeah, I don't ever want to take a car there if that's the way you're going to act. Yeah, no doubt. I want to race. I want to have fun. I want to have fun. So, yeah, I mean, it. you know as well as I do that we're just two people with opinions. Yeah. Our opinions probably will not matter. No, never will. I mean. No. Tracks are too stubborn to really look into it. I mean, maybe they're afraid of cost, and maybe they're afraid that it's going to kill their racing. I think it's only going to make it better. I, I think everyone I've talked to said it's going to make it better. So so why not take a chance on us? Mm-hmm. It wouldn't hurt. If it ends up ruining it, fine, take it away from us. I'm moving down south, though. <laughs> I'm retired. 
Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're retired. I, I'm retired. I might just jump in a truck and drive down south and come hang out with you down there. Sounds good to me. That's how I get. I got to laugh because, you know, I was telling you, you got the Huffman shirt on. You went and raced for Landon, and I've been watching his podcast for a minute. Just But to see you go out there and run with his car. Yeah, dude, that was a cool experience. Here in the end. Dude, he seems like a really good spotter, too. He is. Uh, he's spotted for Ventrini. Uh, he's done a couple Xfinity and truck spotting jobs and all that, too. So Nice. Very he, nice. He's got some good experience. That's awesome. And you know what? It was awesome. I mean, the wrap looked good on the car. I was, oh, that wrap looked awesome. I was almost sad to see Deuce back down the way it was. I I'm know. Like, man, I, 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 I was, at, I was like, like, dang, it don't even look right no more. <laughs> you know him. Landon's probably sitting back like, ah, Jaden's gone. Get this crap off my car. <laughs> he actually almost kept that blue roof on the car. Did he really? Yeah. I just, I, it looked good. Deuce looked good, man. Yeah, Deuce is a really fun car to drive. I figured you just made the graphics and sent it down there, and he put them on. I didn't realize that you and Harl went down there. Oh, yeah, early. we went down uh, a whole entire week early. We went down uh, the 22nd, which was a Sunday. Race was on the 28th. Nice. So we stayed there for a week, got to hang out with them, hang out with the family and stuff, go to Pockets and Brews. So it was a good run. That sounds like a good place. Good there. run and good experience. So Yeah. But so, Next question I got. You're going to try and race the bikes again or the bikes. And weren't you pedaling that little bike around inside Walmart? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, we donated them. <laughs> I was going to say, how, how many times you whack your knees on the handlebars? One too many. Let's <laughs> say I'm five, eight and you're taller than me. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I whacked them on the freaking bike a couple times. That's hey, for sure. You know who I think could run that or race that bike pretty good. Who are you thinking? I'm thinking Kemp. Yeah, Matt, you would be pretty good. Yeah, he's a little short. I'm just I waiting. He's, he's, I think he's just a, almost as tall as me. Yeah, we should throw him on a bike, Matt. You might, you might actually be able to beat me then. Why do I see this? Why do I see this happening? You got I, more money. I got than some me. content for the. I got some content for the future for you guys. Oh, good God! We'll do it on the pond. There we go. What? Yeah, we'll do it on the pond when it's iced up. We'll ice race. There we go. <laughs> oh gosh, this is gonna end bad. Oh, someone's going through. Bikes going to the bottom of the pond. Somebody's going under the ice. And it ain't going to be good. Dad's going to be yelling at one of us. Uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> we are not good influences. How come Matt isn't talking now? I don't know. Maybe he he's not watching. He must have. He must have left. Ah, go figure. Yeah. So it's Matt Kemp for you guys. Gonna miss him this year. Yeah, I'm gonna miss get to miss hanging out with him and stuff. Uh, he's married now, so. We don't own them no more as friends. The wife does. Hey, you know what? <laughs> Kudos on man. Family's got to come first. Family's got to come first. Definitely. But, definitely. So. Well, is there anything else we need to talk about or address, you think? Oh, we could address a lot. but So that's a part three coming up, <laughs> man, guys. That, that's rabbit holes, man. That's that's a lot of rabbit holes. That's when we start really getting into it. I'd love to. I honest to God, I'd love to hear some other drivers' input on it, honestly. Definitely. I'd like to get some more outlaw guys on the podcast and get their opinions, get some sportsman guys. Yeah. I so. mean, you know, those are, those are your fast classes. Um, mm-hmm. You know, obviously we're all going to have similar views on, on respect. Definitely. And I'm not saying it's the tracks disrespecting us. It's the drivers disrespecting us. And yeah. And the tracks aren't policing it. And, and we just got to quit. We got to let it go. Mm-hmm. You know, call it favoritism, call it what you want, call it us being a bunch of whiny asses, but man, I'm, 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 I'm not going to lie, you. dude. I'm out of it because I'm tired of I'm tired of the lack of respect on the track, and I'm out of it because I'm I mean, tired of fixing my car. I'll be honest. Car. When I, after my wreck at New Paris, I had no desire to get back in the car. I didn't want to. I mean, yeah. I talked to Dad about selling it multiple times. Now look where I am now. It is for sale. Yeah. I mean, so. yeah, you 
you, you put it together or you put it back together and you turn around and, and back it in, you know, because of something that a simple piece of safety gear could have helped. Mm-hmm. And it's backed into the wall and, and poor Brian's got to do another clip. Exactly. Didn't you have to do a clip on the, the sportsman too? Nope. Sportsman car's been great to us. Knock on wood. <laughs> you better grab that wood. Yeah. <laughs> no doubt. So, I mean, I know a couple guys in sportsmen's that had a rough year this year and, Steve Stacy, gosh, he that poor guy had no luck oh in that gosh. in that sportsman car this year. He had year. my luck. Uh, he had my luck in outlaw, but with a sportsman. That poor guy, I I felt horrible for him. Good God, you don't get a much better group of people. I mean, no, there that's a, one of the best groups of people to hang out with at the track. Yeah, oh, awesome people. Uh, don't go camp. Don't go camping with them because there's things about Steve that you probably never want to mm-hmm. see. Yeah, and we just you know. I was camping with my family, and they just happened to be camping with their group. But mm-hmm. we got tired of hanging out with the group that we were with, and we ended up – actually, it was Bobby, the old tow truck driver from South Bend. Bobby and I kind of cruised over and kind of crashed their uh, campsite. And oh, shoot. Yeah, old Jim Gillespie. Uh, there was there might have been a lot of alcohol involved in that group that night. That sounds like a good time. <laughs> you didn't want to see what we saw. Probably not. No, but. no, not at all. Not at all. Not appropriate for anybody under the age of 18. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. Just call a bunch now of... Now I got to age restrict this video. <laughs> it was just say a lot of grown guys acting the fool, man. It was hilarious. It really was funny. But you know what? At the same time, great group of guys, you know, another group of people that are always willing to help. You know, I was mm-hmm. fighting the car this year and they weren't afraid to throw some knowledge out there at me, try and help. Brian threw some knowledge at me and yeah. he's your crew chief. Yeah. But you know what? If we don't make each other a little faster and find a way to work each other, and you know, I don't know about you, but I like watching cars race side by side. I don't watch. I don't like watching one guy being that or a full single second. file show. Yeah, I don't like watching a guy that's full second faster than everybody no. else out there on the track just walk away. I want to watch racing. No, that's the races I only want to show up to because I know we don't got a shot. Put me on the seat. Put me on the edge of my seat watching a race. Man, that's what I want to be involved in. I heard a lot of people say this year's Summer Sizzler was probably one of the best Sizzlers they've watched. Nice. I know we had a... Man, you can ask me. And I led 88 laps last sucker. Freaking Shook stole that sucker from me. Mark's... If they would have done it on the last lap, I would have been really sad. (laughs) Yeah, you know what? And I think it came down to tire management right there for you. I don't know if it was just... You know, you used your tires Well, what I've kind of learned is I drag the brake pedal when I'm racing. So... I had too much heat built up in my front tires and the pressures were built. Yep, that'll do it. Yep. That'll do it. So and you know we what? got bigger return spring on the way. <laughs> you know, let's say, though, I mean, who better guy to, to lose to than a guy like Shook? I mean. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, know, finishing runner up to him, that's awesome. Mark's a great driver. Bozell's great drivers. But, man, I'd race with Mark. I've, I, you know, I've watched, and I've watched some stupid stuff there. But at the same time, man, he is a budget racer just like the rest of us. He is, too. You know, he's. He can win these shows, too. He's he's got good stuff, but he had the right people behind him that exactly that, that helped him. So we all keep learning as we go. We show each other some respect. We can save this racing scene, but man, we, we don't could. find a way. We ain't gonna do it. it. It's gonna die real fast. I mean, we lost three tracks in a year, so in a year. In Actually, it's probably within what uh, ten months. Yeah, well, I mean, South Bend's been for sale for the whole season. Yeah. Uh, but Rockford, I think Rockford was right about the same time. We knew Rockford was going, and it wasn't being sold. Yeah. Uh, it was getting turned into 
I kicked myself. Housing. At that point, I kicked myself for getting rid of the street stock because, man, I'd love to go up to Rockford. And that was a cool track. I, I'm glad I got to say I can I, can I almost I went to the brackets. I just We couldn't get the modified done in time to take it up there. I, just, I had too much that I was trying to do, and, and days were just getting shorter and shorter for mm-hmm. me, and my shop was busy. and So I never got to experience Bahama brackets up there, and I should have. But, you know, I mean – Nah, Mottville never had never raced there, but never had a car that was actually legal to go there. I mean, yeah, I'm not taking my late model. I'm not taking my template around there. That's Mm-mm. not happening. I don't even think I'd. Have taken I remember a when they raced Outlaw and Sportsman there, their final sh- or for one of their final shows with them. Holy cow! It was insane. I think Rich won the Outlaw show. Good driver. He, that man can wheel it about any track he goes to. I, I mean, agree. He's I've good. watched him do some pretty awesome stuff, but I've also watched you do some pretty awesome stuff in his cars. So, you know, that's a good good fit, you and him joining up yeah. and working some stuff out. And then, it, it made me learn a lot and kind of wake up to what it's like. I mean, he stuck me after I blew the motor up in my uh, outlaw. He stuck me in, uh, was it your old car, your old street stock? Yeah, that's right. Whew, that thing was a handful, but man. That, is, we, call it, we nicknamed that car Lead Sled. That car loved being heavy. When we went to the brackets, I think we were, it was 400 or 600 pounds heavy. Oh, wow. It, that car loved it, though. Dude, it was, it was a, fast. It was such a handful, but man, I'll tell you what, I had fun in it. And it's that's what made car. me want to run street stock. But man, I'll tell you the beating, banging, again, back to it. Lack of respect. Mm-hmm. That's what pushed me away. I mean, street stocks, I expect more beating and banging than late models. I mean, those cars are sliding, they're greasy tires. They're, they're crap tires. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way to put it. You know, and, you know, and that's and that, not that's just kind of the street stock class. Yeah, I mean, you got a you got a thirty. There's a lot of rubbing car. in that compared to a late model and sportsman, but sportsmen and outlaws, they're getting up there to the street stock level, and it's a little bit much. I mean, outlaws and sportsmen are fragile cars. I mean, you get yeah, you got upper control arms that are as thick as that pop can. <laughs> you touch, yeah. you touch, and you break a you break a spindle. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's like driving a freaking F1 car, but with fenders. What was it? We talked about it earlier. I bumped, I hit the wall the, and folded the right front shock, upper, lower radius arm yeah. spindle. Yeah. It was almost 3,500 bucks to replace everything to go back out and race the next week. Yep. And that was, again, I mean, that was, that was a victim of circumstance. That was just maybe a little, a little impatience or I, I really don't know what to call it. I'm going to leave it between those two drivers. I just kind of became a victim of the circumstance. Something went through, blew my tire out. I hit the wall. And, uh, you know, I mean, I don't blame either one of them guys. I'm just glad that it ended the way it ended up because we talked about it. My throttle hung when I hit the wall, and it could have been a whole lot worse. Oh, yeah, by, by a lot. No no right front, no caliper, no brake line. Mm-mm. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a recipe for disaster. So Definitely. But. Yeah. Anything else on your mind? No, well, uh, no, I think I covered just about everything besides the uh, rabbit holes. <laughs> but yeah, we'll, those, that, that, we'll those, save those for another time. Those, those may be, those might be a, a good, good uh, Chris or after Christmas discussions. Yeah, probably. Yeah, we'll <laughs> we want our Christmas cards. <laughs> Can we get past season champion or not season champion, but uh, awards banquet first? Yeah, probably. <laughs> I mean, I know I ain't getting crap, but it all depends. I might have a sixth place, but you know, that's kind of. Par for the course. I wish I was, had got seventh right there because then I would have been seventh in points three years running, four years running. Dang. So, I mean, apparently I needed to change my number to seven because apparently, that's where yeah. I needed to be. I mean, but no, nah, I mean, I, I'm not going to lie to you all. I had a great time racing. I had a lot of fun. And I'm going to sit back and watch some of my friends run and 
I'm going to go out to the tracks and help my friends. I'm going to spend some more time with my family this year. Mm-hmm. That's, That's kinda, definitely the way to do it. Kind of take a, bo- a note out of Matt's book there and spend some time with my family. Yep. So, all right, home. Well, all right. Thank you for joining me hey, on the podcast. thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. Anytime. anytime. Yeah, if you ever want to come back on, just let me know. We'll definitely have to get redemption since Harl was gone. That'll be the part three. <laughs> well, we'll have to control him a little bit more, though. He'll get a little mouthy. Duct tape? Might have to have it ready. He's a lot bigger than me. <laughs> I'm just saying, Harl's a lot bigger. There's two than of us. We might be able to take him. But I want to thank you guys for watching the (laughs) J.C. Shaw Motorsports Podcast, Episode 6. Hope you guys all enjoyed. And we will have a vlog, our race shop vlog, coming out either tonight or tomorrow. I've I've slacked a little bit on that, but that needs to come out. So hope you guys all enjoyed, and we'll see you guys on the next one. Never know I want to be gangster trying to play hard. (gasps) 